the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello. This is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God Ministries International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Advance Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Remember why we're celebrating Thanksgiving, not just to watch football, to, to have a family get together, but of course to thank our Lord Jesus for this country. It is founded on godly principles, and our founding fathers made a covenant with Jesus that this nation is under God, and it's going to manifest. And if we obey God, and if we focus on Him, it will manifest in our lifetime. Amen? Oh, the year 2023 is almost over. I am amazed on what was accomplished by God through us this year. And I'm as equally overwhelmed on things that still need to be addressed, that still needs to be done or manifest before the end of this year. So let's get busy and let us focus on God. Remember, the Holy Spirit, if we listen to Him and if we're led by Him, He is the one who can empower us to do greater things. It is not by our might, it is not by our power, but it is by the Spirit of God. Amen? I mentioned to you in our previous broadcast to, that I will give you update uh, concerning the October Philippine mission. To be honest, I will not be able to count or judge or estimate what God has accomplished last month. We were going to see the results or the fruits produced for the next several weeks, several months, or even years. So we don't know at the same time who's counting. All we know is you and I obeyed God. We continue to focus on the Great Commission. We continue to make disciples of all nations. And that is important. And most of all, this ministry, Joshua and I, and everybody else in the team, we always put God first, and that is for sure, okay? One of the things that I need to report, which is now manifesting in the Philippines, that will have a global impact, is now at the hands of spiritual leaders, as well as uh, those who attended the conference, the future generations. It is by their obedience and faith to our Lord Jesus Christ. It is a must. Okay, while there, 
I have to tell you, uh, we, uh, Joshua and I only had a, a one full day to rest, okay, before we embarked on, uh, on the uh, first Power Leader Empower Nation conference and training in uh, the Zimbales province. The first day that we were there in Quezon City, I felt an earthquake. When we arrived in Zambales province, earthquake. Another earthquake or series of earthquakes in Pampanga. Same thing in General Santos City and Alabel, which is the southern part of the Philippines. I was very, very concerned. I know series of earthquakes amount to two things in the natural, based on experience and understanding. A bigger one and more destructive earthquake is coming, and also a series of volcanic eruptions, which is now, they're now manifesting all over the world. Joshua and I prayed, and we continue to pray and come against destructive forces of a volcanic eruption or earthquakes or other catastrophes, while at the same time, we are mindful that we need to focus on the mission in the Philippines and not to give in to fear, but to focus, not to be distracted by anything else. Amen. So this, this is what we did. We have held three ministers' conference and training and a four-day retreat, which is we saturated in the Word of God, praising and listening to instructions. Amen. The theme in the Philippines that the Lord gave me is, which is now will be our theme also throughout the rest of this year and future years, future. The theme in the Philippines and our theme now is, let us return to our first love, which is in the book of Revelation, okay? And I'm going to read it to you in uh, Revelation chapter 2. Verses 2 through 5 in a Passion Translation. Okay, here it is. I know all that you have done for me. You have worked hard and persevered. I know that you don't tolerate evil. You have tested those who claim to be apostles and proved they are not, for they were imposters. I also know how you have bravely endured trials and persecutions because of my name. Yet you have not become discouraged. But I have this against you, verse 4. You have abandoned the passionate love you had for me at the beginning. Think about how far you have fallen. Repent and do the works of love you did at first. I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place of influence if you do not repent. Jesus is addressing those that are in the ministry, that have worked hard in their ministry, that they did not tolerate evil, that they did not just receive anyone who called themselves apostles. They have endured trials and persecutions because of Jesus. Yet, they have fallen because they have abandoned or they have forsaken their first love, who is Jesus. Let me ask you this, and you need to answer my question truthfully. Have you returned to your first love? Or, this is more important, 
Is Jesus really your first love? Or is it your spouse, yourself, your loved ones, your career? Is Jesus truly your first love? You know what it is like to be in love? You always do things for that person, for the one that you love. Always think about him. Okay? And everything that you do for that person is out of love. That is our Lord Jesus. Even when he disciplines us, even when he rebukes us or corrects us, he is motivated by love. He is love. Okay? So last month when I preached these to the leaders in the Philippines, the convicting presence of the Holy Spirit was so intense. It cut through the hearts and inner beings. And yet, we all felt the great love of our Lord Jesus Christ. The way to describe this, put it in a simple words, is the Lord Jesus was so hurt because we have forsaken him. Because we don't love him the way, the way we love him when we first fell in love with him. When, uh, when we first encounter him. And at the same time, even our Lord Jesus is so deeply hurt and neglected. And we use our gifts and focus on our ministry and the blessings that come from the ministry. He still cannot help himself because he is deep, deeply in love with you and I. That's how it felt. It was so cutting and yet, you can sense and you know that his love for you is there. And it didn't change. His presence is so real. I thought this before, but not this way. Not this presence of God and the love of God. His love truly penetrates and everybody felt it. And today, it is my hope and prayer that you feel his love, that he, this intense love and longing for you to return to him, to put him first, to consider his heart, and to obey him, because that is the true testament of our love towards Jesus. He says, if you love me, you will obey my commands. Why is it so important? Because his commands is for us it's for our benefit, and it's for the glory of God, and it's for the benefit of others. That is his love. That is his satisfaction. That will make him smile so that he can share the love of God the Father and to share his inheritance with us, and we will be able to handle it. All he wants is for us to return to him. Will you return to him now? He loves you, and nothing can take that love away. So come, come back to him and tell him that you're returning to your first love. Amen? This is the one thing that, been, that I continue to pray to the Lord ever since I entered the ministry. I have seen miracles after miracles, and the Lord will give me prophecies, and they'll come to pass. I'm beginning to get noticed. And some people, they hang 
to every word that I say. And I was afraid. It's a holy and reverential fear towards the Lord that I felt. And I pray this. I told the Lord, Lord, do not give me anything, even success or anointing or power or influence that I cannot handle and I end up losing you. I said, Lord, I don't want to lose you. Because why? I have found Jesus and I realize he never let me go. And I made him a promise that I will hang on to him and I will never let go. I know even though I'll make mistakes, even in the, in the times past, I always go back to him. I always choose him. And he will always provide a way for me. And a lot of times I thought that, oh, that this will disqualify me. I'm not worthy of it. And then he'll come to me and said, could you please teach my people to love me and how to love me like you love me? And then I'll go back and I'm restored in spite of everything else I know. I do not want to grieve the Holy Spirit. I do not want to hurt our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want the Lord to regret that he called me in the ministry, that he called me in the front lines. So, and I continue to ask him, don't give me anything that I cannot handle because I'd rather, I'd rather to forsake and not experience uh, greater things and lose him. No, 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 no. I'd rather not lose him. Okay? He is truly, I love him and I trust him. And you need to do that too. And I always remind myself about Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23. This has shocked me because these are anointed people in the ministries. There are in the ministry. They have their own ministry. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23. Many in those days, not just few, but many, will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? They're prophets like me. Did we not cast out demons and perform miracles? I cast out demons. And the Lord performed miracles through me. And the Lord said, Truly I'll say to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. This is one statement or words that I would not want to hear from the Lord on that day. That he doesn't know me. That even though I'm in the ministry, I, 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 I am a worker of iniquity? No, I don't want that. So I realize that, yes, you can be powerful ministers of the gospel. Your ministry is, go is so big. You may be considered a prophet or have a deliverance ministry. But if you do not return to your first love, if you do not consider his heart, what he wants, and if you don't apply his ways of doing things, you will miss the mark. Let us meditate on this. Time is of the essence. Right? Okay. Because I know success, even in the ministry, can make you believe in yourself, can make you focus on yourself and your gift or anointing instead of the kingdom of our God. You will miss the mark big time. And you and I, we don't want to do that. His presence, 
and His love need to manifest in our hearts and in our minds in the ministry. Be discerning and always consider His heart, okay? God, right now, continues to do amazing things on the face of the earth, and we must rely on Him, make Him front and center of our lives. Yes, we need to believe in ourselves, but not to the point that we miss the mark. We need to believe in ourselves that we can do all things are possible if we, if we believe in our Lord Jesus Christ. If we believe and rely on the one who loved us and who called us by name, we need to re rely and depend on his love, look upon his power, and apply his ways of doing things. Amen? Okay. And let me remind you again, Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23 to 24. I always say uh, you need, um, before you preach or to teach others, you need to live it. Whatever it is, if it's love of God, Jesus has to be the front and center. He must be your first love. So don't preach anything that you don't practice, that you don't live, okay? We, we, don't, we don't act our part. We live our part. We are that part. We are that position. Amen? Okay. And all because of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23 and 24. This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise man boast of his wisdom, or the strong man boast of his strength, or the rich man boast of his riches. But let him who boasts boast about this, that he understands and knows me that I am the Lord who exercise kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in these I delight, declares the Lord. If we're going to boast, boast that we understand and knows God, okay? And his nature, that he exercise kindness, justice, and righteousness on the earth. That's what makes him real happy. Amen? See, it's easy. Anyway, let me go back concerning my reports from the Philippine mission. They returned to their first love. They made some changes. They repented. And I warned them of the upcoming earthquakes and volcanic eruptions and other catastrophes, the manifesto of the world. I reminded them, in which I am reminding you now, Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If, if my people, conditional, will humble themselves and pray and repent from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. Philippines, Philippine islands need to be healed. United States of America need to be healed. So I directed them to pray for their country, to pray for the president and for the people. And I reminded them, return to your first love. And they must continue to disciple others, to reach out to others. They must continue to increase in number and teach others to focus on the Lord. So that earthquakes and other destructive natural disasters will be averted. Or even if they come, it will lessen their destructive forces. 
okay or they will they uh there will be earthquakes in 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 uh, places where there are no people so they started praying we also prayed for china in which we're praying here that china will have trouble from within economically so that it will stop china from expanding its power and influence militarily and economically for the brothers and sisters in Christ in China to be free. China will be saved because China will be called from the East to bring glory to God. Okay? But there has to be chains, changes in political leadership in China. Or, it is my prayer that their political leaders, starting with their president, will have an encounter with our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Let, let us continue to pray, okay? One night, we were praying, group prayer, and we're praying for the country and, uh, and, and others and for the world. I heard myself prayed for the illegal migrants that are in our country to volunteer to go home to their own countries. And uh, in a few days, heard the news from Chicago that there were many migrants that asked to be returned to their own country. You know, we just entered the, uh, the cold season, especially in Chicago area. They're, living, they're still living in shelters, cold and no job. So praise the Lord. And for the political leaders, corrupt political leaders and their cohorts who are getting rich because of housing the uh, and allowing the uh, illegal migrants to enter this country, that they will be dealt with severely, that they will be exposed. Amen. God is a God of justice. And we Americans, we need to continue to be generous. We need to continue to obey the Great Commission. This country is going to turn around towards righteousness under our watch if we're going to focus on Him. We have so much seeds on the ground and... You and I will continue to, great, to obey the Great Commission no matter what. We will not stop until thy kingdom come. Amen? So I was praying a, f a few days ago. Can't sleep. I start praying, asking the Holy Spirit to lead me. Since I cannot sleep, I might as well do some damage in Satan's world, right? I was surprised on what came out of my mouth. Yes, you, our partners and listeners, are included in that prayer session with the Holy Spirit. I started calling all of our members and started calling and prophesying for all of our loved ones to be a part of the transfer of wealth and influence and for them to return to God, for others to get saved. You know what? Only the Holy Spirit can empower me and you to pray all night without getting tired. And at the same time, I got the theme for the December 31st prophetic gathering of the saints. The theme is going to be the love of God, the power of God, and the holiness of God. So I asked you, partners and members of this ministry, to invite and register your loved ones to the December 31st prophetic gathering of the saints. You need to register as soon as possible. Seating is limited. Okay? The December 31st prophetic gathering of the saints fall on Sunday. It will be held at 7 p.m. at the facility of Freedom Fellowship Church here in San Antonio, Texas. 
There will be a registration fee of $30 per person, and it will be in person. We will not offer it as a live stream. We will dress up for Jesus. It means formal attire. We will not, I repeat, live stream this event at this time. I want to minister to you personally as well as your loved ones. Yes, we will We will collect more money if we do it live stream as we have done in the past. But that is not the priority at this time. Our partners, you, and our loved ones. Last year, we have hundreds of people participating via live stream. And we have few people present. But it's not about money. The Lord wanted every member of our families and friends and loved ones to come to the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ in 2023. And we have a few weeks to go, so God can do that, right? So you need to to be in agreement with me, and you need to register by going to our website, SOGMI.org, and click Event. Again, it's SOGMI.org, and click Event. Registration is $30 per person. God bless you for tuning in. Until next time, remember, we are returning to our first love, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630. Or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at Outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, Sogmi.org. That is S-O-G-M-I.org. That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this podcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to S-O-G-M-I.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579 Helotus, Texas 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579 Helotus, Texas 78023. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.